0: is it time to refinance that mortgage kirk and i are going to talk about some tips on how to think about refinancing a mortgage coming up on the show today from the streets of san antonio straight to your wallet it's jake's two cents
1: on jake of all trades all right welcome back my name is kirk and i'm not a financial expert
0: but I'm Jake Rivas. I am the financial expert. And together, Kirk and I talk about financial planning topics, we review the economy, and we look at financial tools, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth today and into the future.
1: And we're doing refinancing. We're going to refinance. So it's re-finance. not just finance, it's refinance. Um That's right. Which is fancy terms for people who don't know anything about finance. And I'm talking right? about myself. Because <laughs> uh, I never really, like, people thought, I'm going to refinance my home. Like, what does that even really mean? Like, it, when you're just so ignorant, it's surprising how these terms don't make sense. And you just nod your head like Joey from Friends. I don't know if you know <laughs> that episode. You know what I'm talking about? That episode with the encyclopedia? Yeah. I'm rewatching Friends for the first time in, like, 15 years or something like that. Um, on H- it's on HBO max and he like gets oh, yes. these, he gets these encyclopedia and you know, he only gets the V
0: the, what Right. Because
1: he, he only has like 20, 50 bucks or whatever, which is Chandler's. And then, <laughs> and because the, the guy who's pen, the magician pen Gillette and he like, uh, but he keeps telling him have you ever sat around with your friends and they mention things and you don't know what they're, and there's like a flashback and it's like, you know, they're talking about the Constitution. Oh, that's unconstitutional. And, and Joey's like, oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> he just never knows what's going on. And I think a lot – for me, anyway, with a lot of these financial terms in the past, before the show anyway, I definitely was just like, oh, okay, that sounds fancy. Cool. Yeah. And okay. that's,
0: that's how you get in trouble, too, right? Yeah. That's how get themselves into eight- or nine-year auto loans with 17% interest.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. you have a salesman who – tells you something like, Oh, okay. So I can afford this $45,000 car. Like, wow, <laughs> I didn't think I could. I only make 30,000 a year, but I guess I can afford it. Cause if I've you spread
0: it out over 10 years, years absolutely. yeah, Make it work. And yeah. the
1: salesman's like, I'll take that commission. So <laughs>
0: exactly, there's a motive there. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, I, I think that's an excellent way to start out this episode too. Talking about just the, the complexities of financial jargon and why it's good to dig deeper if you don't understand a word or two. So something like refinance, what we're talking about here is most people, when they buy their first house or they buy a house, they don't have the money all up front to be able to just pay for it. So they got to borrow some money from a bank to cover the cost so they can live there. Well, a refinance is essentially replacing that first loan with a different loan that has a different set of payment terms and a different interest rate. That's all refinancing is. You just get a new loan, you pay off the old loan, and generally you refinance when it makes sense for you when interest rates are lower than what you're currently paying. Because that's the big driver of cost when you borrow money is the interest rate. Because Mm -hmm. you borrowed money from the bank. They want to be paid so that, you know, that's a benefit to them. They charge you an interest rate. Those interest rates vary. We've done a lot of episodes on like how interest rates are set, how they change over time. And we've also talked about the current interest rate environment, which is super low, very attractive. And so you're seeing the mortgage market pick up speed when it comes to refinancing. A lot of people are refinancing right now because simply because of the fact that we have lower interest rates. They're at the lowest levels that they've been in history. And so a lot of people might get the idea that, oh, wow, this is the first time interest rates are this low. They may never be this low again. I need to refinance my mortgage. So today, we thought it would be appropriate to put some red flags some caution flags out there so that if you're thinking about refinancing you make sure you think about it from all the different aspects of how it affects your financial life because it's not just a single factor like a lower interest rate that should justify refinancing
1: yeah so like the things to consider mm-hmm. like a checklist almost of what you should consider before you um before you refinance and Now, by the way, is getting a second mortgage a refinancing?
0: It's not. So a second mortgage is an additional mortgage on top of the (laughs) one you already have. And that usually is done to like do people take out a second mortgage to like make renovations on their home um, or pay off another type of debt, maybe add a pool Those are generally what second mortgages are for, but that is a separate additional mortgage. What we're talking about is refinancing or replacing a current mortgage with a new one, hopefully with better terms for you. Exactly. Don't do it. Otherwise don't do it. Like that's red flag. Number one, if all the terms are worse, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. But the first thing is, and this is something that I learned recently in 2020 because I made this mistake and I hate making mistakes, but I make them all the time. Mm. This one was in particularly de- devastating to me and I'm still getting over it. But <laughs> something to know, one of the rules of thumb when you're thinking about what things to consider about refinancing and just obtaining a loan in general is that people tell you to shop around, right? Just like when you go to pick out flooring or you want to buy a piece of furniture, you don't usually buy the first one you see. You want to go what? shop around. You don't? wait
1: is that what now now
0: let's take a step back talk about shopping around no i'm just kidding uh so get
1: several quotes is what you're supposed to be several quotes is what they recommend
0: i do recommend that however the magic number here is six quotes in a period of 30 days so when you request a, a a quote for a refinance the refinancing company does what's called a hard inquiry on your credit report. And so that temporarily will ding your credit because that's just part of the equation. That's how a credit report works. Mm-hmm. If there's a hard inquiry, you get a slight reduction. Well, I learned recently that if you exceed those hard inquiries by six in a period of 30 days – that actually has a meaningful impact on your credit report on your credit score. So as example, I was trying to refinance my house and I did several inquiries cause I was being, um, Extra overly, thorough. yeah, I
1: I'm was the opposite. To, this one looks well, all right. I'm the opposite. This one looks all right. And you're, you just the, go with that one. Yeah. 10 no instead other, of six.
0: I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm yeah. like, I need to get the best deal. Mm-hmm. well, six is too many. And so it actually dropped my credit score 45 points, Wow, which is a pretty meaningful drop. I mean, I was like, ouch. And I don't know how long those will stay on there. Right. I have no idea. They haven't fallen off yet. It's been two months. Wow. It could take a while for those increase to fall off. So that things to consider, definitely shop around, but don't exceed six. Wait,
1: wait, so did you do six? I did six. So don't exceed five, it sounds like. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's probably. So
1: six seems the like the number that is too much. That is too much. For you. On my, Yeah. On my little
0: credit app, it said six or more. So I guess you're right. I should say five. Don't exceed five inquiries within a 30-day period if you're trying to shop around for a new mortgage. But do shop around. Because you might get a lower rate or uh, now, less closing costs with a different lender. Now
1: here's the question: One, did you choose one of those five? Yes. Was it the first one? No. Was it the fifth one?
0: It was the third one.
1: Okay, so you got five different ones, and the yeah. third one was the best one. Yeah, overall. and really, okay.
0: I could I could make a case that three is probably sufficient.
1: Get three different
0: quotes. <sighs> That's a very reasonable amount of hits on your credit.
1: Yeah. Now, were there significant differences between all five? The biggest differences were in closing costs
0: because those are really lender specific. And so that's where you save the most. You don't, I didn't see a meaningful difference in interest rate between the different options because- the mortgage market at the moment is it's heavily all, saturated uh, yeah, yeah. and they're just going to kind of be within, you know, a half a percent of each other. Competition on
1: your- drives them all similar. exactly. But the difference yep, yep. happens with the closing costs. That's good to know. So yeah. three, four is probably a good number to shoot for. If you're really dissatisfied, do one more and see if you could find a better one. But don't do more than that when you're looking no. for refinancing. Don't do more yeah, than and
0: five you know, if you're on that fifth one and you still, the numbers aren't working out, you probably shouldn't be refinancing right yeah, now. Yeah, It's
1: highly unlikely. The sixth is going to be dramatically different.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. is a good
1: number. And that's yep. within like a month though. Right. So you could correct. Do, that was within 30 days. Yeah. So, so if you wait really, another month, if, you could try it again or something.
0: Yeah. You can take it periodically. Right. But you know, again though, in a month's time, things aren't going to change meaningfully in the yeah. mortgage market either. So Quotes a month apart are not going to be that meaningfully different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next thing is kind of duh, but people don't think about this because they get lost in maybe the complexity of a mortgage when it's really not that complex, but make sure you're actually saving money with a refinance. So this makes sense logically, but there's a, the, when you factor in some other variables besides just looking at interest rate, it could be that you end up paying more money so let's let's take hmm. an example let's say i had a 30 year mortgage and i was in year 27 of paying off that mortgage so i had paid 3 years of the mortgage and interest rates dropped
1: and i don't know why that now, depresses me for some reason 30 years
0: 30 years i know it's forever right (laughs) lifetime and you're three years in
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. sorry keep going
0: three years in right (laughs) and then interest rates drop and you've built up some equity in your house and so you're thinking okay interest rates drop i could take out a new 30-year mortgage and my monthly payment will probably go down because i get a new lower interest rate right (laughs) well there's a caveat. You have to pay a whole set of closing costs again when you refinance. It's taking out a brand new loan. And remember closing costs can be 1 to 2% of the total amount that you're borrowing, right? So think about that on $100,000, right? 1% of $100,000 is $1,000. Yeah. If you had a $200,000, $200,000 house, right? You're looking at closing costs that could be $5 or $6,000 or more that money gets rolled into the note of the new mortgage. So if you are only getting a new mortgage for a lower interest rate but you're adding another five or ten thousand dollars to your loan in closing costs you need to figure out how many months you will it will take you to recuperate that added cost before you actually start seeing the benefit of a lower interest rate. So basically what I'm saying is if I'm paying $1,500 a month now on my mortgage, I get a new mortgage and the interest rate's lower and therefore my payment is only $1,300. Mm. In theory, I'm saving $200 a month. However, I had to borrow an extra $10,000 to get this new loan in place. And so I've got to take that into consideration before I can really say I'm actually saving money on my, on my new mortgage.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: pretty logical. We've talked about this before, but something to keep in mind, especially in the current interest rate environment, because mortgage refinancing seems so attractive. And that leads me to my third thing to consider before you refinance your mortgage, and that is avoid herd mentality. So, mm. this is a behavioral finance term. Herd mentality is essentially when a lot of investors or a lot of consumers are doing the same thing at the same time. We see this a lot when like the financial markets take a take a massive hit. Investors tend to want to sell their investments when the stock market starts to decline yeah. because they get nervous, right? And then they see other investors doing it and so they're like, well, maybe I should do it cuz they're doing it. That same concept, that same logic applies when it comes to borrowing money or making financial decisions like a refinance. If all my friends are doing it because interest rates are so low, it's probably a good idea and I should do it. Well, hold on. Don't let that be the only driving factor as to why you decided to refinance. Remember that herd mentality is a real thing, right? We're all kind of guilty of it. I mean, I started wearing Sperry's shoes. Remember those boat shoes back in (laughs) Like high school. And I only did that not because I had a boat. I lived in Lubbock, Texas. We didn't even have lakes. I just <laughs> wore those because everybody else was wearing them, right? That's herd mentality. So Do you ever have penny loafers?
1: So many different ways. What? Do you ever have penny loafers?
0: I never did the penny loafers because I was not sophisticated enough. Oh, okay. I just
1: learned I yesterday what penny why they called them penny loafers. You I mean, can put a penny in the Yeah, but why they had a penny in them.
0: No, I don't know why.
1: why. Yeah, like I learned this yesterday. It was from like the 1920s or 30s when um, it cost two pennies to make a phone call. And so the manufacturers put that in there so guys could walk you around, could have
0: your penny in your- have
1: two pennies in their shoes, and they could make a con- phone call if they're out drinking or whatever. And they need to get a call or something. So, that
0: is very cool. I just
1: learned this on a podcast yesterday. Learn stuff on podcast.
0: Learning stuff on
1: the Office That's Ladies cool. podcast,
0: though. <laughs> office Ladies,
1: yeah, it's, it's a podcast with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey talking about the oh, office.
0: Oh, my favorite show! Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So, anyway, okay. penny loafers, money, you're um, you know, sperries. don't be hurt yes. mentality.
0: <laughs> right, herd mentality. All that was just to say, herd mentality. It exists. Be yeah. aware of it, and it exists in your financial life too. So don't just think of it like the other aspects of your life. It does exist in your financial life, and so being motivated to make a major financial decision, like refinancing your mortgage, which does classify as a major financial decision. It's not just like a quick switch out of something, right? I mean, it, well, what it would is be major, more major
1: than that? In most people's yeah. lives.
0: I mean, most people's lives, right? That just the initial purchase of the house is probably yeah. a more major decision, but refinancing is probably the second biggest because this is a large amount of money that you're, you know, th- moving around.
1: This is a good reason again, to have, um, you know, a certified financial planner on your team, because sure. I know I've seen this where the only advice someone's getting is from the salesperson. And, mm-hmm. you know, like whether they should do it or not. And even if the sales, so I, you know, I'm a salesperson. I've been a salesperson. I'm very pro sales per people. But my point is always that that person, no matter how much they do care about you and they do want, they, they are motivated to make a sale and they may, you know, it's not their job to help you make all those decisions. Their job is to just tell you, here are the facts and, you know, we think it's a good deal and you should, you know, let's take it and let's, you know, so the point is that they may, Um, indicate things to, you know, try to sell you on this idea and they, you know, build rapport with you and you like them and you say, well, I trust this person. But again, that person doesn't know all the details of your financial life. They don't know about your decisions. They don't know about your other goals. Um, I mean, unless you're going to spend, you know, 20 hours with them (laughs) figuring this out, um, which is what a CFP does, right? You spend more time with them over over time. And Mm -hmm. so the point is that, you know, I've seen it where people make these decisions only from the salesperson that they're talking to because they like that person, which I get, you know, that salespeople, that's part of their job is to be liked to some degree. Um, Mm -hmm. But you have to be careful with that because they don't, you know, it's hard to know if they're for sure, you know, if they know everything is actually the best objective decision. And exactly. CFP is really good for that.
0: And that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that speaks to the obligation of the provider, right? The obligation of a mortgage lender is they don't have a, what we call a fiduciary obligation to you as the consumer, right? They're there to present their product. Whereas a certified financial planner has to operate as a fiduciary, which means I have to put your interests ahead of my own. So I am by law, obligated to tell you uh, this mortgage refinance is not a good idea because it's going to cost you more. Whereas somebody who doesn't have to operate under that fiduciary capacity, they don't have to prove that that mortgage is in your best interest. They just have to get you to agree to take on that mortgage or take on that refinance. So that's a really important distinction when it comes to making decisions that impact your financial life. Is the person you're talking to, Obligated to operate in your best interest or theirs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, makes sense. Just throw that in. Yeah. That's, that's so a good those are
0: the three things. If you're thinking about refinancing, approach it with caution. It's a big adult decision, Um, and it could be a good time to do it because, yes, interest rates are low right now. It could also not be a good time because you already have a decent interest rate and you've made some progress on your loan and everything's just working out for you. So, avoid that herd mentality as well.
1: Always avoid the herd mentality. Yes. And um getting a CFP will help with that. Now, did you want to talk about this flowchart yeah. thing? So, uh,
0: there was an article on Kiplinger uh, Kiplinger is a really good. Kiplinger, Kiplinger, I think it's Kiplinger, um, it had a really good article written by another financial planner about things to consider before you refinance. Some of the things they talked about here, but they have a really good flow chart on here. Uh, and it's a PDF. And this is a great kind of decision making tree if you're thinking about refinancing. This is going to go through a lot more detail than the three high-level aspects that we just talked about. So check that out. We'll put that up with the episode as a resource.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it it asks questions like, do you plan to remain in your home for at least a few years? Yes, Mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. and then kind of it goes through all those steps. So it has a whole bunch of steps. It's a complicated flow chart, but it could be helpful for people to check that out.
0: Absolutely. And it's not designed by me. I don't know this person, but I did see it on there and I thought it was pretty cool. Well, it's online for
1: free, so it's just a good, it's one of the perks of the internet age. All the cool thoughts. They can use your podcast as a resource. Yeah. Because your podcast is the best in the biz. It sure is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that wraps up this episode on refinancing. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and read our blog at Jake's Two Cents.com. Take care. We will see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.